I'm Jonathan Mosin and this is episode 109 of Mosin at Large, the show that's got the blind community talking. Coming up, Clubhouse is all the rage, but if you care about the quality of your audio, getting really good quality sound into Clubhouse is difficult. On this episode, I'll show you how it's done. Mosin at Large Podcast. Over the last few weeks, I have received several questions from people asking about getting good quality audio out of their iPhone and into Clubhouse. And this really accelerated last week when we, for the first time, streamed Mosin at Large on Clubhouse. And people were asking, how are you doing that? Well, to begin this presentation to describe it in brief, I'm actually recording this part of it on my iPhone. So you may think it doesn't sound very different from normal, and you would be right, because I am using Ferrite, my favorite multi-track audio recorder on iOS, to record this, but the audio is coming from my Heil PR40 connected to my mixer. It is a little easier, more efficient to edit, though, on my PC, so I'm going to end this recording on the iPhone, go back to the PC, and we'll talk about how we're doing this. Phew! So now I'm back on the PC and we're going to talk about how we're doing this. First of all, this is really quite fiddly and geeky and it's probably only going to be of interest to you if you're a podcaster, if you really want to get great quality audio into Clubhouse. Now, if you are not a podcaster, you don't have the resources or the knowledge yet to do the things I'm talking about, Getting up close as if you were making a phone call and using the built-in microphone of your iPhone does give you quite good results on Clubhouse. Similarly, if you have a headset microphone that works and you can get quite close to the microphone part of that headset, then that also can be pretty good depending on the headset that you are using. I personally don't think that the microphones and AirPods are terribly good because you are quite some distance away from those microphones by virtue of the fact that they are in your ears. The other thing you can do to boost audio quality, it's slightly complicated at the moment with Clubhouse, and I hope that they allow you to set a default sometime in the future. But every time you go into a room in Clubhouse and you're given an invitation to speak, you can accept that invitation. And the first time that happens when you're in a new room you can then double tap the Room Actions button. When you get into the Room Actions button, you will find an option called Audio Quality, and it is set to Low by default. At the moment, there is no way to say, by default, I want to be set to High or Medium Quality, which is what I'm hoping will be the case, because some people don't give you long between when you're invited to speak and when they call you up. And depending on how busy the room is, Sometimes it can be a bit of a knack finding that Room Actions button, which is towards the top of the screen in Clubhouse. So double tap Room Actions, choose Audio Quality, and set it to High. It does make an appreciable difference, even if you're just using the built-in microphone of your iPhone. So that's a nice thing that you can do, and you'll sound better than a lot of people on Clubhouse who choose not to change this. But the rest of this piece is about unashamedly descending into audio geekery and working out how you can connect, say, a mixer like the one that's in front of me with many faders and dials and things, or even an audio interface to Clubhouse, so that if you've got a top quality microphone plugged into that mixer or audio interface, people can hear that. Of course, It can be quite tricky because you also want to be able to presumably hear yourself and the way that you are sounding through that mixer. Plus, you've got to be able to hear people on Clubhouse as well so you can talk with them. You may think this is actually quite easy. So I'd like to start first by defining the problem that we're trying to solve here. Many may have heard of Apple's camera adapter kit. We've talked about this on Mosin at Large before. To me, it's a somewhat erroneously named product because when you use this, you can connect a wide range of USB accessories to your iPhone. It could be thumb drives, even hard drives, and USB microphones and even audio interfaces or mixers. 
For example, I've got a pair of Samson Q2U microphones now. They're amazing value for money, and they're good quality given what they cost. I think they've been superseded now by a newer product called the Q9U that you might want to look at. It's got a few configuration options on the microphone for equalization and that kind of thing. So if you're in the market for a microphone like that, then check out the Samson Q9U. It's quite new, but I keep my Q2U in my portable recording kit. Because they have XLR connectors, which is the professional standard for microphones, they work with my Zoom F6, my professional audio recorder. But because they also have USB, they work very well with an iPhone using the camera adapter kit and recording apps like Ferrite, which I recorded the beginning of this piece with. So if you can do that, why would you not? Why would you not just plug in a Samsung Q2U or similar microphone? The Audio-Technica ATR2100 is another very popular choice in this range. And just go to Clubhouse and talk with it. And indeed, that's a fair question. And it's the first thing that I tried when I got on Clubhouse. I plugged in that mic, went into a Clubhouse room, and it seemed to be going great. There's a headphone jack in this microphone as well. So you're able to monitor yourself and your iPhone. But the moment someone else came into the room, Clubhouse started coming out of the speaker again. Now, I am told that on iPad with USB-C, this may not actually be happening, but it certainly is the case on iPhone. And the culprit would appear to be the telephony API, which Apple imposes on VoIP apps like Clubhouse. And that does not work with these sorts of USB accessories. Given the popularity of Clubhouse, though, and the fact that the audio craze is only going to get more popular when Twitter Spaces goes live in April. And also, we are expecting Facebook to be coming out with a Clubhouse clone soon. I wonder if we will see some changes to the peripherals the Telephony API works with in iOS 15, which we'll see in June in beta. But anyway, we have to live in the now, right? So how do you get good quality audio into Clubhouse, say from a mixer or audio interface, if you can't use the camera adapter kit? Well, there are several ways, but a popular and accessible one, which I found out about thanks to the Blind Podmaker Club, which I've started on Clubhouse, but which people are very generously contributing to and sharing their knowledge, is the iRig 2. I actually found out about the iRig 2 before the Blind Podmaker Club but I wasn't sure about accessibility. The fact that it seems to be quite old technology concerned me. But on the very first meeting of the Blind Podmaker Club on Clubhouse, we did learn that the iRIC 2 can be made to work for a blind person. Now, there are a few accessories called similar things. So the thing that you want, if you want to get into this, is the iRIC 2 guitar interface for iPhone iPad and iPod Touch, and it is quite an elderly product by tech standards. So what is it? Well, it is an accessory. It's I've got it here. It's very small. On one end, you have a headphone jack and a guitar input. And on the other end, you have an amplifier output, which you may or may not choose to use. But it takes up very little space. There's also a cable hardwired into the iRig 2, and that has a 3.5 millimeter jack at the other end. So this sort of gives you an indication of how old this thing is. It works because of something Apple used to have in the good old days, an actual 3.5 millimeter jack. So you now need Apple's 3.5 millimeter to lightning adapter. That is something that they also used to bundle with the iPhone in the slightly less good old days when they abolished the headphone jack but gave you that in the box. Now, of course, if you want this accessory, you will have to purchase it from Apple. Alternatively, you can use a lightning splitter like the Belkin Rockstar products, so you can charge your iPhone and connect a lightning accessory at the same time. I don't use that here only because I have a wireless charger here in my studio. I streamed Mosin at Large for the first time on Clubhouse last week for three hours and I found at least on my 12 Pro Max 
the battery drain really wasn't that significant, but it's no problem for me to just sit the thing on the wireless charger while streaming from Clubhouse. You will also need something to connect the iRig to two, like an audio interface whose routing you know how to control, or a mixer. Ideally, the mixer should have several buses, or at minimum, a pre-fade listen option. And I'll talk about that a bit later when I talk about how I am personally doing what I'm doing with the iRig 2. But, you know, there are so many combinations of audio interface and mixer that it really does require you to understand the intricacies of your gear so that you can get the most out of the iRig 2. What this little box is essentially doing is attenuating the signal. So it's using an old-fashioned input from this jack at microphone level. It's, it's designed for sort of microphone headsets. When you see this in an app like Ferrite that describes the accessory being used, it actually does describe it as a headset. But it's then lowering the level down to a line level source so that a mixer or audio interface isn't going to overload that connection. You connect the iRig 2 to your iPhone using the cable that's hardwired into the device, so it'll run from the iRig 2 to the lightning port on your iPhone because of the adapter that you plonk on the end of that cable. Next, you need to connect a sound source to the iRig 2. So you've got your connection to the iPhone now, but you've got to have something plugged into the iRig 2. In my case, I have my Allen & Heath Z22 FX mixer, and there's like a Lego board on the back full of outputs. So there are plenty of output options on this thing. And since Clubhouse is mono, I have a cable running from the guitar input jack of the iRig 2, which is a quarter inch or 6.3 millimeter jack, to two RCAs at the back of my mixer designed for mono. So actually, there's really no reason why I shouldn't have just one RCA, but two's fine. If all you want is to get a good quality microphone into Clubhouse, that may be all that you need to do. You could plug a set of headphones into the iRig 2's headphone jack, and at that point, you will be able to hear what's coming through your iPhone. Listeners will hear whatever is connected to your mixer. Now, on the iRig 2, there's a sort of recessed volume control, like the volume control you might have found on an old, tiny, portable radio a long time ago. And that controls the input, how much level the iRig 2 is getting. In my experience, it is pretty hot, even though it's trying to attenuate down to line level. I'm getting a good lot of level from my mixer's line out. And so even if I have it set to the bottom, all the way to zero, it's about right. But what I would do when setting levels before you jump on Clubhouse and inflict your audio on them, I would go into an app where you can monitor yourself and set the level appropriately. Again, Ferrite is very good for this because there's a monitor button that you can double tap and then you will be able to hear yourself coming back with tiny, tiny delay, but not much at all. That way you'll be able to hear if you're clipping, you can make sure it's not distorting and you can set your level. You can even record yourself if you like and play it back. And if you don't have Ferrite or an app that has a monitor function, you could even just use the Voice Memos app on your iPhone and record yourself and play it back and just make sure that it's not distorting. If it is, then you may need to turn the input way down or the source that you are connected to way down if you have the ability to do that. So at this stage, we've got to the point where we've got audio going out to the iPhone and into Clubhouse. But the big downside is that we're sort of only halfway there, really, because when you're monitoring by plugging into the iRig 2's headphone jack, is that you'll hear the audio from your phone. So you'll hear voiceover, you'll hear Clubhouse, but you won't hear the audio from the mixer that you are connected to. So if you're used to hearing yourself up uh, by a mic, you won't hear that coming back. So you'll probably want to run a cable from inputs or an input of your mixer to the headphone jack of the iRig 2. And that way, you'll be able to plug your headphones into your mixer or your audio interface, whatever you're using, and you'll be able to hear yourself as well as what's coming through the iPhone. And this is where having several buses or a pre-fade listen option on your mixer 
is going to be important because if you're listening with the faders up to that channel and you don't mute yourself when you are talking on Clubhouse, then you have created a loop. And while Clubhouse does have some echo cancellation, I'm not sure if it's that good because this will be a direct loop. So people could hear themselves echoing back and that will be horrible. So on my particular mixer, I keep the faders down, but I have it coming through one of the auxiliary buses so I can hear through my headphones what's coming back from Clubhouse without it actually going out into the mix and being looped back. So that works fine for the scenario where maybe I'm hosting something on Clubhouse and I'm not recording and I just want to have good quality audio going in and I want to play a few little jingles or something like that. That's a perfect situation. Now, what happens, though, if you want to record your Clubhouse session? And you can do that if you make it really clear that you are recording in the room and you get the consent of everybody. So you can have a little rider that says, by entering the room, you agree to be recorded for the podcast or whatever. In that eventuality, you are going to have to find a way to record either using a mix minus setup, which means that you broadcast the mix out to Clubhouse minus the channel that the iPhone is on, so you don't get that echo back effect, or some other way of recording so that the audio coming from the iRig is recorded in isolation. Now, there is a really good video that Gary O'Donoghue sent me earlier this week, which shows how you can do this mix minus malarkey with a Zoom F6. And certainly if you have one of the new Zoom pod track recording machines, you can do that as well because that has mix minus. So using the routing functionality in those devices, it is possible to use the Zoom F6 for this very purpose of your recording for a podcast. So that's another tool, another gadget that you might be able to use in this situation. I am using a really quirky thing that I happened to stumble upon a couple of years ago, and it is really unorthodox, but boy, it works. My mixer has insert jacks above every channel, and I haven't had cause to use that insert jack, and I was Googling a couple of years ago to find out what I might be able to do with this insert jack, and I understood what it's officially used for. But as part of that research, I discovered a pretty life-changing thing, actually, and that is that if you plug something into the insert jack, which again is a quarter-inch, 6.3-millimeter jack, and you plug it in all the way except for the final click, so sort of three-quarters of the way in, and there is a knack to this, you've effectively created a direct unprocessed line out from that channel. Now, this is huge for me. To give you an example of how I use this regularly, when Mosin at Large is on, we obviously get contributions that come in during the week. And if I've had the opportunity during the week, I might record those contributions, edit them, that sort of thing. But we do get emails while the show is on live. And thanks to this insert jack technique, I can be playing contributions that have already been received while actually reading emails that have come in and recording and editing them. It is amazing. So when I'm recording from Clubhouse, I just have some cables going into my Focusrite 8i6 and going into the insert jacks of the channel that the iRig 2 is connected to, and that's effectively created an isolated line out. It's a sort of mix minus option. And that means that I can record whatever's coming through Clubhouse. The big advantage too is that I can assign that to a separate track in Reaper, which means I can apply separate equalization and compression, keeping my mic on its own channel. And it works beautifully. So that's something you might want to have a play with if you do have a mixer with insert jacks. And of course, some entrepreneurial person has taken advantage of this little sort of quirk of insert jacks, and you can now buy cables specifically designed to do this, so you don't have to worry about inserting them three quarters of the way in. But I found that, you know, because my cables are way at the back of my mixer, once they're in right, and you do have to check when you're inserting them, they stay in, they don't go loose or anything like that. So man, it's a really cool thing. Now, there is another really amazing benefit of the iRig 2 that I wasn't anticipating, 
and that is that it works for everything on your iPhone. And I do mean everything. I have the iRig 2 connected permanently now. And when I come down here to use the studio also as my office, which I do in my day job, I plug the iPhone into the mixer. I've done that for years and years, just so I can hear notifications and things all coming from one source. In the past, if I got a phone call, I would hear the caller through the mixer, but I would just be using the built-in microphone of my iPhone. But now, when I take a call in my studio, which also doubles as my office in my day job, whether that call comes from FaceTime or WhatsApp or even the regular phone, my audio is coming from my Heil PR40 microphone, which I'm talking into now, connected to my mixer. And people actually stop in their tracks and they say, how are you sounding so good? Because, you know, even over the phone, it sounds pretty nice to hear somebody talking over a Heil PR40 instead of the regular microphone on the iPhone. So that is a sweet benefit. And I absolutely love that. You know, I send a WhatsApp voice message, for example, and people go, dude, they say, how are you doing that? There is one final thing I should say about using all of this for clubhouse moderation from a blindness perspective. And it is this. If you are recording, no matter how you do this, because there's voiceover and clubhouse coming through the same audio channel, if you have voiceover on, then you are going to get voiceover on your recording. Obviously, it's going to be fine if all you're doing is wanting to get good audio into Clubhouse and you're not overly worried about the output because you're not recording the output. But if you want to repurpose what you're doing on Clubhouse for a podcast or something like that, the last thing you want is voiceover chattering away over your recording. Yay for Braille with an uppercase B. That is the way around this. Mute your speech and then turn off voiceover sounds and navigate with a Braille display. That's how I'm moderating the clubhouse rooms and recording when I want to record and it works a treat. And actually it's better anyway because if you're using voiceover to navigate and hear who's in the room and all the things that clubhouse is telling you, who's got their hand raised, you're not going to be focusing on what the speaker is saying because the audio is ducked and voiceover is chattering away. So being able to do these things in Braille and not have it interfere with any recording, that's the way to do this. Now, I completely accept that this is all completely geeky and fiddly, and it seems unnecessarily so. Maybe there could be some relief coming if the API is modified in iOS 15. I think it would be great if Clubhouse really is serious about encouraging creators to do magical things with their platform if there were a way to start a Clubhouse room and maintain it from your browser on your PC or Mac, because then it would be so much easier to use professional audio accessories that are connected in that platform. And I will be very interested to see if Twitter Spaces goes straight there with a PC interface that you'll be able to use with professional audio accessories. But if you are an audio nerd and you want to get decent audio into Clubhouse, that's one way to do it. So I took this little presentation into the blind podmaker room on Clubhouse, where we discuss a range of podcasting things from a blindness perspective. And after the presentation, we opened it up. And I said to people in that room, you may be recorded for Mosin at Large, so here are some excerpts from the post-presentation discussion on Clubhouse that we had about getting good quality audio into Clubhouse. First up, it's Gary O'Donoghue. Hello, Jonathan, and thank you very much for that. That was um, incredibly comprehensive and incredibly useful. I had a, a sort of question and then a, uh, a sort of, uh, a, a, I suppose, two questions. Well, let me get, let me carry on. So, my, I'm curious about the the issue that's preventing Clubhouse um, accepting normal kind of USB uh, accessories via the camera adapter. And I'll tell you why. is because I, I in my professional life, use a, a, an application on the iPhone, um, which is voice over IP for broadcast. I mean, it's... It's not exclusively been built for, we, I work for the BBC, but it's not been exclusively built for us. It's commercially available. And it does allow me 
to plug in my, and I've, I've got one of those ATR2100s, and I can plug in via the camera adapter, put the headphones in the bottom of the microphone itself, and and, and do my broadcast and get return audio um, perfectly happily, uh, uh, actually. And I can hear voiceover, and they can't hear voiceover at their end, interestingly. So I'm wondering uh, what what it is specifically about Clubhouse that's preventing that happening. Someone may also know, I haven't tried that with Skype or, or um, Teams or anything like that. So someone may also know whether they're those sorts of microphones work in the, on those platforms. So that's my, my first question, because um, I found it surprising that Clubhouse didn't allow or, or doesn't work with those sorts of devices. That's my first question. The other thing I was going to say is that I, um, I got one of the iRig2s. In fact, it just arrived today, so I've barely mm-hmm. played with it. Yeah. Um, and the thing that occurred to me is obviously it's not a powered device. It doesn't, you know, you don't put batteries in it or anything. So it's not, its ability to amplify, I mean, it doesn't really have an ability to amplify. So I'm thinking for people who aren't in necessarily worrying about recording, but, but getting decent audio into Clubhouse, you know, what are their options? So if you, if you say, for example, plug a dynamic microphone into, into the guitar in jack, it's just not going to be loud enough. Even if you turn the gain knob up high enough, it's just not going to be a strong enough signal and i had a the first thing i did is had a little play with that with a dynamic mic this morning and you know did a recording into the voice memos app it, you know it was way too low and therefore it would be way too low for clubhouse but what i'm wondering is you know having your getting yourself a powered microphone uh something that has its own power inside a condenser mic that is powered by a battery inside it their output tends to be hotter uh and while you'll need a you know a uh, an XLR jack to a, a 6.3, as Jonathan has said. Um, I don't know, but I think it's worth experimenting to see whether or not you can get a hot enough output from a, a condenser, self-powered condenser microphone to get sufficient level through the iRig uh, via the, the cable on that comes out of it into the, uh, the the lightning adapter, as Jonathan says, and then have your headphones plugged into the iRig itself. But that way, you you shouldn't. If I'm pretty sure you sh- you won't hear voiceover, or they those people in the room won't hear voiceover being fed back to them because it's only coming out of the phone into your headphones, and you'll probably I think hear yourself in your own headphones that way, which is what 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 you want effectively. Uh, but I'm I'm curious whether you have any views about whether. You know, you can get enough of the signal out of a powered condenser, Jonathan, in that setup, if you're not worried too much about recording. The subsidiary question to that is, and I don't know the answer to this, um, what is the, 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 the amp output from the iRig? In other words, the 6.3 jack on the same side as the fixed cable. Does that offer us any options in a lower tech sense for recording what's going in and out of the iRig and the iPhone to another device. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it I'm might thinking. actually, because I believe you can hear both coming out. If you turn the effects switch on, I believe through yes. that amp jack, you may hear both. And I think you're onto something regarding that battery powered condenser mic, because as you say, they are just so much hotter. You, mm. you know, if you, if you plug a dynamic mic uh, into an interface or something, and then you compare it with plugging in something that is either using phantom power yeah. or is powering itself. There's there's just so much more level there on the latter option. Can be a twenty dB difference. Yeah, yeah, significant. But it's interesting. I'm also curious. I don't know whether I've ever tried a microphone like the Q2U with Zoom or any of those options. So if anybody is here on Clubhouse and they have tried and they can tell us definitively whether it works or not. I'd be curious, but certainly on the telephone, if you get a phone call while you've got one of those mics plugged in and you mm. answer the phone, then those mics aren't going to work. And that's the API that's that Clubhouse seems to be using. But oh, I wonder whether they have another choice. You know, I wonder whether they could do something at their end that would allow professional audio accessories to work. 
Is that true also with FaceTime audio calls that, that it, it won't work with the QTU and things? I believe so. But, you know, now you, you always sort of when someone asks you that definitive question, you think, hmm, uh, to the best of my knowledge, that is that is also true. But I should right. try and play with that some more. I'm going to play with that as well. Yeah. I mean, these are things are all worth trying, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Do do let me know what you find with that because yes. it's just so complicated. I mean, the fact that you have to buy and it's only—I don't think I mentioned the price. It's about forty-four dollars on Amazon at the moment. I see they yes. put it up a little bit since all this clubhouse nonsense <laughs> started. It was forty, so it's not that expensive. But even so, if no. you've got a really good quality peripheral and you just can't make it work with Clubhouse, you yes. know, particularly since Clubhouse is really focusing on creators right now, you'd think they'd. If they could do what they can, you'd think they would have done it. And we'll talk to Daniel now. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Jonathan. How are you doing? Super well for a blind guy, actually. Just just to comment on on uh, the fact that I did try uh, connect, you know, some... some uh, it wasn't an, an ATR2100. It was actually a headset. I just used the camera connection kit in Zoom, and it did not work. I'm talking about maybe a year ago or something, so that might have changed. I... No, I didn't really try that recently, but it, it just didn't work. So I guess, you know, they, they, definitely that there should be a, an alternative way, as, as Gary was saying, if there's a, a broadcasting application that is capable of handling this, this type of devices. But definitely uh, there are a lot of applications that actually can't handle quite well this, this USB peripherals. So it's not just Clubhouse just, just commenting on that. I wonder what magic formula that that app that Gary's talking about, which I think is yeah. the Lucy app, is using to circumvent yeah, this. Know. Because I think you're right. I, you know, as far as I'm aware, those sort of VoIP apps do not work with. I'm just thinking out loud here. I wonder if the variable is that when you use the phone API, you can do things with it like look in your missed calls, and if you missed a Zoom call or a FaceTime call or a Skype call from somebody, you see it there. And true, so, yeah. yeah, so there's also things like, I wonder if that's the yeah. variable that they're using that API, but Clubhouse doesn't need that, does it? So you, know, Club, you don't need to go into your call log and look at things for Clubhouse. I've got another thought um, on an option for, for getting audio in, uh, which is that what, what, is, what you can buy for almost no money I say almost no money, that's a silly thing to say, but for 20 or $30, what you can buy for sort of entry-level content creators, YouTubers uh, on Amazon, and these are made by, you know, the kind of Movo manufacturers and comicers of this world, is you can often buy a, a kit which has two lav mics and a cable with three female 3.5 jacks on it and a 3.5 jack on the other and you plug each of the lav mics into to the, the the mics on the thing and then you plug a headphone jack you know a set of headphones into the third thing it's like a, it's like a, a sort of cat's tail thing with a 3.5 male jack on one and then three female sockets on the other and obviously wired um so that you can hear back uh, if you plug that then via the lightning adapter into the phone you can record these two lav mics mm. and also hear the audio coming back. That sounds to me like that setup would also potentially work for Clubhouse. It seems that we have to kid it, don't we? We have to kid it that we're somehow doing this in an analog way, even though there must be some sort of AD converter in that little tiny lightning to, to 3.5 adapter. But those do those are available, and that would be a cheap experiment, if you know what I mean. That does seem to those. be the variable, is going through that jack. That yeah. seems to be it. Yeah. Did, did you have any other thoughts, Daniel? Just, just yeah, plus one to that. I, I was actually thinking that, yeah, the, the AD conversion is kind of sort of the key. So if you have the AD conversion out of your iPhone, that may work. If you have the AD connection within your iPhone, even if it's through the Lightning connection, that doesn't really work. I do have another follow-up thought, Jonathan, and I did not try that myself. I just came across the article, I don't know, maybe two days or three days ago. There seems to be an, a, a Python application and, and all that runs on top of the uh, command line. So it's, it's a command line interface application. It's not really a, a kind of a graphical user interface, but there seems to be an alternative way to actually access uh, Clubhouse through 
the console, even if it's, I mean, the PC or the Mac or at least whatever, <laughs> yeah, Python 3 installed, that's, you know, I, as I say, I, I need to just give it some time and try myself because I, <laughs> I kind of like this, this time stuff. But, but yeah, that could be uh, another possibility for somebody who just wants to use the, uh, the PC for, for Clubhouse. Yes, although it's a naughty, unofficial hack. And at the Clubhouse Town Hall recently, yeah. they basically said the only official thing we have is on iOS. And if you're using any other platform, it's not official. And so, you know, one has to be careful about first, they may patch up whatever uh, hold is there. But second, you know, I guess you've just got to be really careful about what might be in any unofficial um, solution. Yeah, that's true. It's much more secure to use the, the iWeek or whatever solution than just using this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, but they're going to be under some pressure because you can be sure that some of these big players who've been established a long time are going to go, I mean, from day one, you will have Twitter spaces on Android, which is the world's most popular mobile operating system. So that's significant. Very good. Hey, we'll bring uh, Chris in at this point. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jonathan. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. like to know what you think of this audio. Yeah, I was going to say, you sound sweet. What are you doing? This is a Tascam Model 12 with a uh, Shure SM58 dynamic microphone. And the Tascam Model 12 has a TRRS connection on it. Yeah. Which I have plugged into a cheap $10 Belkin uh, lightning to 3.5 millimeter adapter. Okay. So what is that test cam device exactly? It is a mixer uh, and an audio interface and a recorder. It's a, a little bit like the pod track that you mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, and Rode also has a similar device. Um, I haven't tried any of either of those, uh, but the task cam um, was attractive to me because uh, they specifically made a point of of saying, you know, we're trying to avoid putting things deep into menus. Uh, having said that, there is a menu for running the recorder, and I haven't taken the time to fully learn that yet. But uh, it works really wonderfully as a, a mixer, and it works really wonderfully as an as a USB audio interface. And I'm using it for doing internet broadcasting and for producing my penny forward podcast and and uh uh this this setup works great for for zoom and skype and whatsapp and all the things this is the first time i've tried it on clubhouse though but i couldn't resist yeah it sounds very nice really really nice how many channels do you have access to and all those good things Oh, let me count them there one two three four five six seven um so it's technically uh 10 channels there are two stereo inputs. One of them is devoted to the TRRS jack that I'm using for the for Clubhouse, and uh, the rest are mono combination microphone and and uh, line in or instrument. And each one has a uh, a one knob compressor on it, which is really good because I'm not particularly good at keeping my levels tamed down. So uh, having Having compression, uh, especially on microphones, is really key for me. Mm, mm, um, that does sound quite an intriguing can... wee device. And and I think I've yeah. read about this somewhere now that you mention it. It's got like an SD card slot, hasn't it? Yes, there is a built-in uh, there's a built-in digital recorder, uh, which is actually multi-track. So it'll you can you can record multi-track recordings of of each track on your mixer um, to an SD card. That plugs in right into the into the top of it. I can't speak real intelligently about that. I've only had this thing for a few weeks, and and the digital recorder is the thing I've spent the least amount of time with so far. Hmm. Um, but uh, this is uh, it's it's not cheap, but it's not terribly expensive either. It's about uh, uh, six hundred dollars US. Do you use it with Reaper at this point? Um, I'm I'm not using it with Reaper. No. Okay. Um, I have used it with uh, with things like Goldwave, uh, but most of what I do is uh, is live, and uh, it's been it's been working out great live. Very intriguing. Well, you sound great. So you you've got the you've got the magic formula there for you know integrating uh, Clubhouse into your your podcasting solutions. Yeah, yeah. I I would recommend this, uh, especially if 
if people are totally blind, I, I think this is really the way to go. Really appreciate that. So just give us the model number again now that people have pricked up their ears and heard all about the things this can do. It is the Tascam Model 12. Model 12. Very good. Do they have a larger mixer for those who want more channels? Do you know? They do have a Model 16, which is similar to this. Okay. Um, and now that I think of it, they may have larger models still, uh, but the 16 and the 12 are the ones that I personally am aware of. That is really cool. Hey, thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, we'll go to New Jersey and talk to Michael. Hi, Mike. Uh, Jonathan, I am here, one of the fun guys. Yay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just have a quick question. I have an, an iPad here that um, has a different kind of charging port. Um, it's a little wider. Is that what they're calling the USB-C plug it, now? Oh, uh, well, how old is the iPad? It's it's only about six months. Oh, okay, and it's not lightning. No, it's just a bit wider, and so yeah. the lightning plug would not fit in so there. That that is USB C then for sure. That's what you have. Now, will the iRack uh, come with that adapter, or will I have to go find a converter somewhere? You would need a USB C to three point five adapter, which I believe Apple does sell in case you want to plug three point five millimeter headphones in. But because you've got USB C, my understanding is that you actually have a lot more options than us mere mortals who don't have the the new <laughs> iPad. You should be able to connect USB accessories and they seem to work. Now I'm basing this on Robin Christopherson's comments on the Blind Podmaker Club where he said that he's got an iPad like that with a USB-C and he's got some sort of USB peripheral connected and it's working for him. So um, you, you might want to see if you can get your hands on a uh, dynamic mic, say, with a USB-C connector like yeah. Samsung, Samsung QDU and see if it works on your iPad. Oh, that would be great. But so uh, there would be a way to put the iRig in there. Yeah, I mean, you, so you, you should be able to, but you, you you might be able to do better than the iRig. I guess it depends on what your objective is. Like, does your mixer, and I know you have one, does it have a USB port in the mixer at all? Um, yeah, well, lately I've been just using the uh, Focusrite uh, i2, uh, the Scarlet i2 sound okay. card. Right. And uh, I haven't, I, I'm, I'm thinking of putting the mixer back online. Okay. Um, so you may be able to connect the Focusrite directly to your iPad. Oh, okay. Because of the fact oh. that the iPad's got genuine USB. That's what people yes. seem to be saying. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you, Jonathan. Hi, Ed. How are you? I, I'm good, Jonathan. How are you? Very well. I have actually found a magic solution, and I'm, I'm just not at my office today, for doing podcasts through Skype and through an iPhone or iPad. You can actually get a Blue Yeti nano microphone or a Blue Yeti full-size microphone. And for the iPad, you can convert to a USB-C cord for the Blue Yeti. Mm. And it plugs in, works beautifully with Skype or even, um, even I haven't tried it with Clubhouse because you can technically run Clubhouse on the iPad. But I've, I've had real good luck and it's real clean, real easy to use. And with the full-size Yeti, you've got the condenser and everything built into the microphone. So it, it, it works beautifully. If you get that to work with uh, Clubhouse, I'd be really interested in hearing about that because my understanding is that it should. And that's pretty cool because you've got quite a few patterns on that Blue Yeti mic, you know, some quite directional mm -hmm. and omnidirectional. So you could do a lot with it. So yeah. if, you, oh, yeah. if you give it a shot in Clubhouse and it works, I'd really like to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've had good luck with just getting a, lightning to usb connector with the same yeti different cord but um using that with on the iphone and everything as well and it's got a headphone jack on the bottom so you can just plug in a good set of headphones for monitoring and and sound feedback and everything and it works it works beautifully for just about everything and one other thing i was going to say i hadn't heard it touched on yet but uh with the podcast i do i we also use we're there's three of us on the podcast and we're all in different locations. So I've been using audio hijack to do the recording with um, filters and everything through audio hijack. So 
that, that's been working beautifully on, on our end for the podcast as well. Yeah, that's super interesting. And oh my word, here's a blast from the past. That's Chris Polk. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's going on, Jonathan? How are you? Good. What are you up to these days? Bunch of uh, work. Work's been appallingly busy for the past year. Oh, well, uh, that's good because the devil makes work for idle hands, I tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> This is just an update for the USB-C guy. I think his name was Mike or Michael. I went and grabbed my USB-C hub off of my Surface Pro and plugged it in and had audio out and normal USB plugs. And it has USB-C and all of those ports worked. I was able to plug in. Um, it has an Ethernet port on it. It's just a Belkin USB-C hub and everything worked coming out of it. It was uh I was surprised. That's really cool to hear because those things are quite generic USB-C hubs. I mean, I've plugged all sorts of proprietary or seemingly proprietary USB-C hubs into other devices and they just go. So it's cool that the standards are becoming so genuinely standard like that and that the iPad's got right. enough power to drive them. Uh, it. I don't think this Belkin hub takes much. I had my Logitech dongle plugged into it for the keyboard and an Ethernet and an audio out going to the Logitech, this big weird looking spaceshipy camera that we've got mounted on the wall between two TVs in the conference room. And it worked. Hi, Jonathan. It's Tim Cummings. And I just wanted to mention a microphone that will work with the Clubhouse app when using the iPhone. I've got this hooked up to an iPhone SE at the moment, SE 2020. The microphone is the Marshall MXL model MM130. It has two reset switches. One switch is a gain switch, a two-position gain switch, and the other switch switches the microphone from a omnidirectional polar pattern to a cardioid polar pattern. And this is the cardioid polar pattern that I'm using at the moment. The microphone has a 3.5 TRRS male plug on the end that will plug into an older iPhone that has a headphone jack or the iPhone to lightning adapter. And it also has on the same cable, a 3.5 millimeter jack into which you can plug a pair of headphones so that you can monitor your audio and the audio coming back to you from voiceover. And this mic definitely does work with Clubhouse running directly into your iPhone. And you also can even, uh, if you've got the right adapter, you can plug it into your mixer and use it that way as well. Hey guys, Robin Christofferson from the UK here. I wanted to tell you how I use Clubhouse in a way that I can get a really good microphone to work with it. Now, warning up front, this just works with people that have an iPad Pro with a USB-C port. So apologies in advance. Um, there are other solutions for people using an iPhone. There's one called iRig, but this one works for me um, and I don't have to use anything that I haven't got already. So using an iPad Pro, you install Clubhouse. It's an iPhone app, so you have to two exit to fill the whole screen. And unfortunately, if you open it on a separate device than the one you normally have it on, it asks you to sign in and that signs you out on the other device. It's a bit of a pain. You have to put your telephone number in and get a pin. But if you're only doing that once in a while because you want to join a clubhouse meeting where you want really good audio, then doing that once a week, for example, is no bother at all. It only takes 20 seconds. So once you've logged in on your iPad Pro, then you plug in a dongle, an adapter that turns USB-C into USB-A. And I have one for work. It's about the size of a pack of cards, uh, about half the thickness maybe. And it's got a little three inch cable, a USB-C cable that comes out of one end. And around the side, it has a number of ports, three USB-A ports, an HDMI port, that sort of thing. On Amazon, if you just search for USB-C, to USB-A adapter, you will get hundreds of them and they're all around the £7, £10 mark, that sort of thing. And then into that, I plug my mixing desk 
And my mixing desk happens to be um, a USB-A cable coming out of it. And when you plug that in there, then it's just as if you are using an external sound card with your iPad Pro. So whichever microphone you've got plugged in there, uh, or whichever headphones or whatever you have coming out of your mixing desk, you can now use to hear and speak to the Clubhouse app on your iPad Pro. Now, if you haven't got a mixing desk or an adapter, then just search on Amazon, for example, for a USB-C sound card. Uh, I have a USB-A sound card that I use in my computer with two three and a half mil sockets on it. It's really tiny. It's about a half an inch square. And those two sockets I use for extra inputs and outputs on my computer. And that was seven pounds as well. So um, that's the sort of price. And you can get USB-C ones these days. And you could just plug that straight into your iPad Pro. So for all of you who are thinking, OK, I've got an iPad Pro, but I haven't got a mixing desk and I don't want to have to bother with a dongle and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just literally buy a USB-C sound card, a USB sound card and plug that straight into your iPad Pro. And it will have three so uh, two sockets on it, two three and a half mil sockets and just plug uh, earphones and a microphone into there. Now, obviously, the problem there is that it's a three and a half mil socket for your microphone. So a great big microphone like this ATR2100, um, which is a USB A or XLR microphone. That's the big fat cable won't go into that little thing, in which case you can buy a little adapter as well. But a lot of people have a really decent headset, for example, um, with a boom mic. And those headsets tend to have two three and a half mil jacks, one for input and one for output. So yeah, just plug that into the sound card. Those headsets can be about £10 if you haven't got something similar already. So just some options there. Um, I wanted to flag that there are other options apart from the iRig for the iPhone to be able to get really good sound into your clubhouse meetings. Thank you so much, Robin. And a reminder that this discussion is continuing on the Blind Podmaker group list. If you would like to join that, you can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. That's creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. This is the place for blind people who are podcasting at the moment or people who want to to get together and help each other out. And of course, be sure to participate in the Blind Podcasters Roundtable every Sunday, at least in North America and the UK, on Clubhouse. You can follow the Blind Podmaker Club on Clubhouse for further information. To contribute to Mosin at Large, you can email Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com by writing something down or attaching an audio file. Or you can call our listener line. It's a US number, 864-60-MOSIN. That's 864-606-6736. Mosin at Large.